We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principal, where we interview real principals who are doing amazing things to help our students every single day. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter, at Jethro Jones. Transformative Principal, Episode 39, Jordan Collier, Part 2. So, um, on your blog, uh, at the beginning of the school year, you talked about... uh, doing um, some classroom observations in, in your post titled, How I'm Learning to Be an Intentional Instructional Leader. Um, talk to me about that plan and what you're, what you're doing to, uh, to make that happen and how it's going two weeks later now. Sure. Uh, well, in, in, his, in the book, uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins, he talks about having a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And so my BHAG for the year is uh, observations and lots of them. And never as a gotcha or anything like that for teachers, but just as a, uh, as, you know, just a reminder, as, as a coaching opportunity, uh, just to, as to be more involved in what's going on at school. And so uh, the plan is to just to kind of get rid of formal observations and to stick with many observations. It could be 10 to 15 minutes, just regular, you know, pop in a classroom, kind of see what's going on, and then have a follow-up conversation with that teacher, uh, you know, sometime in the next couple of days. Uh, and then I'm also trying to uh, include an, a, a set meeting time, you know, with each teacher that I can dedicate that, you know, at, at 9.30 every other Tuesday, like I want to meet, I want to sit down and just find out what's going on in your classroom. You know, who, what students, you know, are you concerned about? Uh, do you have any questions or things that, you know, I can help you with, uh, you know, some professional development I can help you find or, or some training. And I just want to have conversations with, with teachers. And, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say that last year I didn't have those conversations. 
And I was in classrooms a lot, but I didn't know what to do when I got in there. And so I just kind of was there. Um, this year, I have, I'm trying to be more intentional about when I'm in there. I'm, I'm looking for ways to improve student engagement, to help teachers, uh, and to just kind of have a better grasp of what goes on day in and day out at our school. Hmm. And the, the follow the follow up to that was you said, "How's it going?" Oh man! Like I finished my first uh, first full two weeks, you know, of doing this. We have thirty one teachers, and so we're looking at you know that's fifteen uh, minimum of fifteen mini observations each week, and a minimum of or or right around fifteen thirty minute meetings, you know, uh, each in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. It it's. Uh, it's very ambitious, I'll tell you that. But um, you know, hey, I'm I'm going after it. Uh, I I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, it start it, it just prompts conversations. Uh, you know, I just last week I learned about needs I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's like I would have never known. Um, and there's sometimes it's just very simple things. I was in a classroom and uh, I noticed uh, there was a the way that the teacher was using the projector. And there was like this really long lag, you know, in between. And we figured out, well, he had a, a bad splitter, VGA splitter on his computer. And, you know, and it just, I was like, well, I can get you a splitter. And he's like, well, I've, I've been using this for three years. I didn't even know it was a big deal. You know, and it's like, well, I can fix that, you know. And, and so we get that fixed. And now, you know, he thinks it's the greatest thing, you know, he's got going on now. Uh-huh. Um, so it's like just those little things where, you know, just I want to have opportunities to have those conversations. And I know for me, if I don't schedule it, it doesn't get done. So I, I have a really strict schedule and I try to follow it you know, as best I can. I know life happens and school happens and things come up. But um, I, out of, in two weeks, there was only one teacher I was unable to meet with. And that was just because uh, he had a sick kid you know, the day that we met. And then the next day just wasn't a good time. So I met with all of our teachers except one. And I can say I did not do that at all last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right at the, the first two weeks of the school year to get talking and observing every single teacher, that's that's pretty impressive for sure. I mean, that's that's amazing. We did something similar at my school where uh, the vice principal and I did three teachers each day. So we got through um, everybody in a week. And now we're doing lesson plans where we're meeting with them and, and reviewing their lesson plans. And, you know, the number one, as a new principal to the school, it's been awesome to see the great teachers that are already there, knowing that that's not something I need to worry about. And two, it's been awesome to see what they're like and to let them know that me going in there is not scary or it doesn't have to be. And I'm sure that to a certain extent, they're still having some fear. Um, how are you dealing with that fear? Because you mentioned that you hope that this will will help them not be scared. How's how's that coming across? Is that working for you? Or? I, I think so. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try something new this next week. And, uh, and it may be something really simple, but we had, uh, I talked with one of our, you know, I'd say one of our best teachers. You know, Todd Whitaker would say he's one of our superstars. Uh-huh. And I talked with him uh, this past week, and I just asked him, I said, does it bother you? Like, because I wanted to, all the meetings I was having like in my office. And I just asked him, I said, would it be more comfortable if we met in your classroom? And mm-hmm. he said, well, I don't care one way or the other. He said, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with this. 
but I bet several teachers would feel more comfortable if you met on their turf, if you met in their classroom. Uh, he said, it just, you know, you don't have to, he said, but you may want to try it. So I'm going to try it this week where I, instead of meeting in my office, we're going to, I'm just going to go to their classrooms during their plan times and just sit down and just say, Hey, you know, next 20, 30 minutes, let's just kind of talk about what's going on in class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that that might alleviate some fears. Um, I, I mean, I, this is my fourth year here at the school and, uh, I've spent, you know, especially last year, I, I tried really hard just to build relationships, uh, but just because, you know, there were, as a classroom teacher, there's some, you know, you know how it is, you get, you know, in your own room and that's kind of your world. And sometimes you don't come out, you know, especially as an English teacher, I didn't come out when I was grading essays. And so I didn't have great relationships, you know, with, with every teacher here. And, and right. that's pretty essential now as an administrator. The last year I tried really hard just to build relationships, to build, um, you know, positive communication, uh, to, uh, just try to do whatever to, to foster any type of relationship I could, I could. And, uh, I'm going to try, you know, just meeting on their turf, you know, meeting, I don't want to say it like that, but meeting, you know, in, in classrooms this week right. and just see if that, if that's any better. Cause I don't know about you, but even if I get called to our, you know, our, our school president's office, I still sometimes get that sick feeling in my stomach, you know, and, and it's weird to think that some, some teachers may feel like that with me. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm probably, I guarantee you I'm the most positive guy in this school uh, because <laughs> that's, that's my goal. And so if I'm not the most positive, then I've got to, I'm not doing my job. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And that's that's an important thing to to be able to be aware of and recognize. I'm very positive and outgoing and, and usually happy, but I can still be intimidating simply because of the title that I have, right? And that's that's important to be to be aware of. Um so before you were um the administrator, what made you well let me let me ask you another follow-up question to this uh, observation thing because I forgot that I wanted to ask you about this. So you've got on your blog post, you've got a schedule on there and and you're observing teachers for 30 minutes and meeting with teachers for 30 minutes. Did I understand that right? Well, the observations are usually shorter, usually at okay. about, 10 to, about 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and to, to introduce this to, to the faculty, because this is, you know, we're going from kind of, a zero observation evaluation system to, I, I mean, as as often as we possibly can. Right. Uh, so in our back to school in service, uh, I I worked with you know I presented it to our teachers by showing them a video of a teacher in action, and uh, what I did and and I just YouTubed you know a teacher you know uh, teacher observations and just found a, a good teacher. Uh, in fact, it was his first year or maybe a second year teacher. Uh, it, you know, who was actually going through the evaluation process. And uh, so we watched, and I watched, I showed six minutes of that. Now, I didn't tell anybody how long it was. I said, let's just kind of watch. And we finished, and then we had a conversation about it and had them pick, you know, uh, you know, one recommendation they would make, you know, one positive thing about the, you know, that teacher's classroom. Uh, and then we role-played having those conversations where one uh, you know, where I paired teachers up and one was the, that teacher, the other was the administrator. I said, what would you say that was positive? What would you say, you know, what improvement would you make? And at the end I said, now how, you know, how easy was it to find, you know, some things to kind of help that classroom? And, and everyone said it was really easy. You know, I said, how hard was it to have a conversation? And everyone said it was really easy. You know, they, they weren't concerned about it. And then I said, how many of you think that that, con- that 
the observation we did was longer than 15 minutes. Several hands went up. Uh, it was six minutes. You know, that's, and so you can get a lot out of mm -hmm. five or six minutes in a classroom. You know that. Uh, and so, you know, that I, I just know as a, I don't want the dog and pony show, you know, the formal observation. I, when I see, I want to see like the raw class in action, you know, when the, uh, you know, the Wi-Fi goes out, when the uh, projector stops, you know, when you accidentally unplug the projector and now, you know, you know that feeling. That's terrible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love watching teachers like think on their feet like that. And, uh, and even during an in-service, we had a teacher who showed how to use, uh, uh, use an app that he found over the summer. And uh, he couldn't get it to work right, you mm -hmm. know. And so we, we spent five or six minutes kind of doing that. And I just paused and said, like, this is the kind of stuff I want to see when I'm in your classroom. Like, mm -hmm. I want to see every one of you, like, panicking because you're trying something new. And you know it's not going to work. And, but I want us to all be okay with that. You know, I want us to take those risks. Uh, I want you to know, like, I'm not in there. I'm not going to evaluate, like, oh, you know, you couldn't get that app to work. You know, like I, I, in fact, I, you know, I would love to see you not being able to get an app to work because that means you're trying something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I alleviated a lot of fears just by that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, if it's a, if I need to be in a classroom longer than, you know, 15 minutes, then sure, like I'd be glad to do that. But typically I'm just in there 10 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. and, and just go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. And, and so then you do meet with them for about 30 minutes though, right? That's right. Yeah. And those are scheduled. Uh, and so if that's a, and sometimes, you know, I kind of did this, this, you know, this past week where I did an observation and uh, I went right, you know, right when the bell rang after that class period, I went right back to that teacher and said, Hey, I just wanted, you know, that was awesome what you did. I want to just, you know, uh, you know, and I just encouraged him about something. In fact, I took a little video of his class and uh, I said, here, watch this really fast. You know, I want to see, I want you to see the participation you were getting from your students. Mm -hmm. And he watched, he's like, oh man, like I didn't even realize it. And I said, you were asking questions and every hand was going up. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm really going to watch for that this next class period. Well, how cool was that? You know, it yeah. was a simple, I mean, that was a two minute conversation that uh, changed his whole, you know, uh, perspective for that next class, the things he was going to focus on. And uh, he's looking for 100% participation in the next class. Like, those are the things I'm looking for. And, you know, and when his meeting time comes up, we may address that or we may just talk about something else. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, just because I have set meeting times doesn't mean I'll, you know, I'm not going to try to jump in and, and offer some, you know, some feedback right away. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, your, uh, so on your blog, you have the schedule and you're at work right now making your schedule for the week, right? So sure. talk to me about that process. Not everybody is good at making themselves a schedule for the week, myself being key among them, by the way. I just kind of go by the seat of my pants sometimes, and I know that's not as beneficial. So how do you, how do you determine what goes on your schedule, and how do you, how do you stay focused to keep to your schedule and not let the emergencies of being a school administrator get in your way well keep in mind i'm only like two weeks into this so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i just have a simple uh, i mean i made it on a word document i just made a, a calendar uh for my week I, I divided it up into uh by by class period you know and i so i and i budgeted in an hour before school and an hour after school and so i have my set meeting times on tuesdays and thursdays so they don't change 
Uh, and then everything else on here is just kind of an open place for me to write a teacher's name and, and what time I'm going to go visit that class. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's a bust. Like I, it, two times last Thursday, I had it scheduled to go or you had to go in and visit a classroom. And I got there, they were taking a test. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really want to observe kids take a test. So it's kind of like, ah, oh, like I missed that one. But I know that, I, I mean, I can schedule them in any other time. Um, but what I do is I take our master schedule and I just go through and, and I'm working on a two-week plan. And so I just go through and I say, okay, like I want to make sure I go visit this class, you know, this teacher, you know, third period. And so I just pick a day that I have an open spot and write it in there. Mm-hmm. And that's just where I'm going to be. And, uh, you know, I get accused a lot by our, you know, our assistant principal and athletic director and, and our secretary that I'm never in my office. And that's like the greatest compliment. And I said, right. I said, if I'm ever in my office, you need to say, why are you in your office? You need uh-huh. to leave. Um, and in fact, I don't even have a desk in my office. I got rid of my desk. I don't want a desk. Like, I don't want to be in here. I want mm-hmm. to, a lot of the things I do, I can go do in a classroom and just take my laptop and go sit in there, you know, do an observation uh, or just kind of go camp out in the library and do some work and just be around kids. Um, so I try not to be in the office a lot. Uh, but I just schedule what, you know, a, a teacher, uh, what time I plan on going in there. And then I try to pick a teacher whose classroom is kind of right next, you know, on that same hallway maybe or, you know, um, pretty close to there. Uh, what's really neat, though, is I'm in it. Because I was doing a lot of observations last year, it, going into classrooms now, it's not an issue. Like teachers expect it. Students expect it. Uh, I've had students ask me, you know, like, you know, one student last week just said, you know, are you just following me all day? Because four <laughs> of his classes in a row I was in. Uh-huh. And, it, you know, and I said, yes, I'm following you today. And so I hope that you're doing your best work. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir, I am. Uh, but I, I just uh, – I, I try to get in uh, – I lost a train of thought there. But I just try to get in as many classrooms as I can. Um, and I, I try to make it where I'm not running all over the school. And uh, – oh, I knew what I was going to say. The, uh, the cool thing is, is that teachers are now, I, I have two or three teachers who email me or send me a quick text and say, hey, come to my class, six period today. And, uh, you know, I have a couple of science teachers who, like, they know if they're doing a cool experiment in a lab, they have to text me, you know, so I can come down there, especially mm-hmm. if fire is involved or if eating is involved. <laughs> right. uh, so, you know, like, and, and I love that. Like, I love that I'm getting, I'm starting to get invited into a lot of classrooms. And uh, that's really encouraging to me that it's just, you know, that teachers, you know, not all, but some teachers want me in their classroom because they want to show and say, hey, here's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was neat. Uh, I was in a, uh, I did an observation last week and it was, uh, it was in a seventh grade science and their uh, science, they were doing a lab and uh, it was about bias. And so they had three types of cereal, they were Fruit Loops and then two of the generic, you know, Fruit Loop knockoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a they had just kind of looking at their bias, and all the students said they would they know Fruit Loops is the best one based by appearance and everything. Well, they did four tests, and Fruit Loops didn't win except for on just their their bias, you know, the one that they all first thought would be the best one. And uh, what was neat is I tweeted those results out, and Malto Meal, who made the uh, mm-hmm. the Tutti Fruities that won, like they retweeted that out, and they were like, "What a cool experiment!" And and that right. teacher thought that was so great that. You know, the experiment, she's, she's done this experiment, I don't know how many years in her classroom. And, and this year, you know, I just wanted to, hey, congratulations, Malto Mill, you, you know, seventh grade students at CAC, uh, you know, have, have 
pro- scientifically proven that you are better than Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. And they thought that was awesome. And yeah. the kids thought it was great that, you know, this big company now, you know, knows what they're doing in class. But the more I can do that, I know the more, you know, teachers are going to want me in their classrooms to do things mm-hmm. and to observe what's going on. Right. So, so that's, that's awesome. And I remember seeing that tweet and thinking that's pretty sweet that uh, the Baltimore's respond to that. Um, but surely you must sometimes see things that aren't tweet worthy and things that, you know, you need to correct. How do you, how do you have that conversation and still keep it positive and focused on improving? Well, I rely a lot on Todd Whitaker. <laughs> I mean, that's smart, uh, man. I, I, I'm telling you, in fact, <laughs> I mean, I emailed Todd on Friday and said, man, I, here's the dilemma I have. And he and I emailed each other five or six times this weekend. Right? He's, he's the most helpful guy I know. That's awesome. Uh, but no, one of the things he said was that you need to be in class. Print, administrators need to be in classrooms because the good teachers love it and the bad teachers need it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that's, and he's right. And so I started, uh, I kind of, at first, if I walked by a classroom and I noticed that you know, there could be more instruction going on. Maybe that's a nice way to put it. Uh, I used to just keep walking because I didn't want to be uncomfortable walking in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I heard, I read some things. I heard Todd Whitaker say, you know, um, when you, you need to go in those classrooms because you don't need to be one of, uncomfortable like that, that teacher does. And so now I kind of look for that. So if mm-hmm. I'm walking by and I see, you know, it seems kind of loud and, and, you know, I don't know what's going on. I, I just pop in just to kind of see. And it's kind of funny to watch, you know, the, the reactions I get. Um, and, and usually I just kind of maybe later that day just be like, hey, what's going on, you know, fifth period. Uh, you know, and sometimes it's, well, they just finished a test. And mm-hmm. I say, yeah, but you had like 15 minutes left. Like, you know, well, I didn't want to jump into the next lesson. And I said, well, um, let's come up with like a sponge activity or an extension activity or something we can do. Uh, where kids aren't just going to sit because when they're sit, you know, when they just sit, you know that that's when things happen that that we don't want to happen. And you know, typically teachers say, "Yeah, you know, I understand." And, you know, I you know I normally do that. Uh, oh, great! Well, mm-hmm. next time you have a test, I'm going to be sure to pop in just to kind of see what you normally do. Right. Usually, that solves it. You know, because mm-hmm. because you and I and, and you know they both everybody knows you know that hey, I just didn't have anything planned. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times, it you know. I understand a lesson ends early. I get that. I've been there where you think a lesson is going to take 45 minutes and you're, you've got 20 minutes left. And it's like, what are we going to do? Um, great teachers act like, you know, you can't even tell they finished early. Like they seamlessly move on to something else. Um, ineffective teachers, they just stop because they don't know what to do. And so the, the thing here is I just got to give them the tools and resources to, to say, hey, here's something, here's something you can do when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember taking a a class in college and I it it may be the only class that I ever made fun of like on a regular basis. I said this is the most worthless class I've ever taken. Why are we wasting our time? It was I remember it was four o'clock every single day. It was while I was student teaching. It was just a I couldn't stand it. And my notes from that class I used for twelve years after that. And it was all uh we spent time going over those, he called them freaky Fridays. It was those Fridays or any other, any time that a lesson finished early, the bells were all messed up, the kids were crazy, and he just gave us resource after resource. And, and I thought it was a waste of my time as a college student. And looking back, and I in fact emailed him, or that professor probably every year for the first five years I taught, <laughs> to just say, hey, I really appreciate this because I use this today. 
And so I still have a Freaky Friday folder that I just keep, and I've shared that with students, with teachers as well. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, here's a, here's something, here's an activity to try next time you know something happens in your class. Um, but I'm not scared of having those those conversations. Uh, I, it's not personal, like it's not a, it's just a, uh, hey, I noticed this, like tell me more what's going on, and uh, and typically those things get get corrected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, teachers typically know when they're not at their best. You know, they don't need us to point it out. They need us to, like you said, help them find resources to be able to do better. And, you know, no teacher wants to have a Freaky Friday and have a bad lesson or have a lesson finished yeah. earlier and not know what to do. I mean, that's awful for them. So they need someone to say, yeah, it's... So, all right, let's let's make a plan for the next time. And I, I like to hear that approach that you're taking. Um, tell me a little bit about this uh, culture walkthrough with rubric and the staff culture check that you had on your calendar. Well, those two things are from uh, the book Leverage Leadership. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've read that. If you haven't, you need to. Every administrator needs to read it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the staff culture check, that's just time that I block off just to walk around and see what's going on. So uh, Monday morning, like I know exactly where I'll be at 7.30 tomorrow and at 8 o'clock tomorrow. Our, our school starts at 8, 7.30, I'll be out front greeting students as they come in. Uh, and once they all come in, 8 o'clock, bell rings, students are all in class. I'll be walking around just popping in classrooms. Um, you know, typically, or I'm really going to try to pop in classrooms. Uh, if teachers have a planned period and just say, "Hey, how was the weekend? Uh, you know, what's going on? What do you got going on this week? Any tests? Just, just a, a relationship building time. Um, and I just budgeted, you know, 15 or 20 minutes to do that. You know, on a Monday morning, just first thing. Um, but if I don't budget it later in the week, I won't do it because I'll get really busy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I have it on my schedule for Monday. I have it on my schedule for uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, and I have it on Friday, uh, Friday kind of mid-morning. And it's just a time that I just know this is my walk around, just kind of see what's going on, um, talk with teachers, uh, just, you know, find out. You know, you got weekend plans, you know, what, you know, how the kids do this week, might check up on a student. Um, but it's just a way just to, to, that I can focus in on building uh, building those relationships with our staff, and then the culture walkthrough. Uh, this will actually be the first week that we that I do this, and uh, I used the rubric example from Leverage Leadership, and I created a school specific uh, rubric. And this is just uh, it's a scale, you know, four, three, two, one, and uh, it it just addresses school specific things like um, the appearance of our hallways. You know, our uh, we. Uh, one of the things that, that I hear teachers or I hear lots of people complain about is our hallways are dirty. You know, our kids just have throw paper on the floor, their bags out, um, you know, and they're, oh, I can't kids take care of it. Well, I, we can complain about it all we want or we can somehow come up with a way to measure it. And so on our rubric for the, uh, for the hallways, it just, you know, the hallways are, are free of trash, you know, um, and, I, and I try to make these rough percentages, you know, like 95%, you know, free of trash. And, uh, and I'm going to walk through, uh, I'm going to ask four other faculty and staff, um, not just teachers, but our, our maintenance guys, our, uh, you know, our accounting people, just different people. Every time we do a culture walkthrough, I'm going to have a, a team of five throughout the day. I'm going to give them a hallway and just say, hey, I'd like for you to just, this is your hallway. I want you to kind of walk through and see 
Uh, and then they also are going to monitor, you know, how, you know, what are things like in the in the cafeteria? Uh, what are things like in chapel? You know, as mm -hmm. kids come in, you know, are they acting crazy? Are they coming in in a respectful way? Um, some other things that are on there. Um, there's dress code. You know, we we have a, a dress code that, that our students have to follow, and you know, not everybody always follows the dress code. Uh, but for me, the thing is, is it being enforced? You know, or or are are we just letting things slide? And so the rubric just kind of, um, you know, those who I asked to be on the culture walkthrough, they're just going to be on the hallways and watch students as they walk by, and they're just going to be looking at dress code, not saying anything, not addressing it. But just seeing, are all of our kids in dress code? Uh, if somebody's not, I'm not going to have them say anything to them. I'm going to go talk to their teachers and say, hey, I noticed that Johnny wasn't, you know, wearing, he's not wearing the right kind of shirt today. Mm -hmm. Did you address that with him? And if that teacher says no, then I'll say, well, you know, did you not notice? No, I didn't notice. Well, will you notice that? And I'll go to the second period teacher and say the same thing. Hey, Johnny was out of dress code. Did you, did you address that? I'm hoping that you know, at some point a teacher says, yeah, I talked to him about it. He, you know, he knows and like, great. Like, you know, and, and part of the rubric says, um, you know, dress code violations have been acknowledged, uh, and, and discussed with the student. And that's really what we're looking for is that there's this, uh, that we're consistent. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not big on just complaining and, and listening. You know, I, I don't like hearing people say, well, he's never in dress code or I had a, a, a D hall slip turn in last year that said, so-and-so is chewing gum, uh, chews gum every day. It's the fifth time this week, and I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. Well, our handbook says you chew gum, you should get D-Hall the first time. So this teacher's telling me that for five times, you know, he's noticed it, but didn't say anything the first four, and now he's upset. Well, right. you know, we, we want to be more consistent in how we handle things. Um, and, and again, above all, just in a positive way, like not in a negative, uh, condescending way, just to, hey, we, we can all do better at this. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I want a way to measure that. So we'll do a walkthrough on Wednesday and on Friday when we do our, uh, I send out a Friday email uh, to our faculty, just kind of a, um, everything that happened positive throughout the week, you know, shout outs to certain people uh, for special things they do. I'm going to, you know, for the first time be able to talk about that culture walkthrough and say, hey, we, you know, we did our first walkthrough. Uh, you know, one of the big complaints is students leaving their backpacks in the bathroom. I know it sounds like such a, a little right. thing, but but you know, when you have thirty backpacks that are just sitting in the in the in the restrooms, you know, that, that bothers some people because they're they're violating the rules. Well, okay, you know, like let let's measure that and let's come up with a solution on how we can fix that. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's those little things, but I'm telling you it's those little things that are that kill culture. And it's also the little things that, that really build culture. And that's one thing I'm all about is building this positive culture where everyone wants to come to school every single day and we all want to bring our A game every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Jordan, there's so much more that I want to ask you, but I know that it's getting late there in Arkansas. So I, uh, I want to respect your time. You've been very generous so far. Perhaps we'll need to get together and maybe talk about Evernote, which I cannot wrap my head around. And Dude, it's, can... the great, it's the greatest thing ever, man. It's the greatest thing ever. You read, can... my, read my blog if you want to learn about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely learn something from you about that. But my, my last question that I ask everybody is uh, what's one thing that someone can do starting today to be a transformative principal like you? Well, I don't know if I'm a transformative principal, but I'll tell yeah. you, be positive. Just be positive. Be a, uh, 
I heard it on the uh, what was it the Connected podcast. I don't know if you listen to that, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the guests said to be obnoxiously positive about your school, and I have been accused of that uh, of just being well, you're just always positive. Well, hey, if that's the worst if that's the worst thing you can come up with <laughs> to say to me, like I'll take it. Yeah, um, but if you want to be an effective leader, uh, it's got to start there. I mean, just bottom line, and then after that, who knows? I don't know. Right. I, I'm just I'm work <laughs> I'm working on that part right now. That's that's good too, man. So, how can people uh, connect with you and uh, learn more from you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at, at jcollierar. Uh, you can find my blog uh, jcollierblog.com. Uh, you can email me. You you know get on that at, J, at Jordan at jcollierblog.com. Uh, I'm pretty accessible. You can get our schools brand new awesome website cacmustangs.org uh and you could find me somewhere on there you know under the staff faculty or something but um you know i'm pretty uh, uh you know i'm pretty accessible i mean we're you know if you're on social media you're accessible that's right hey uh i appreciate you uh taking the time to chat with me tonight and i know you're gonna help a lot of people um become better do you mind uh sharing your culture walkthrough with others no, not at all. Uh, you want me to just email that to you? Thank you so much for your time tonight. You're awesome. Yeah, thanks, Jethro. Hey, love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. Please subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher, and please feel free to give us a rating on Stitcher Radio or on iTunes so that we can help spread the word about how much we're learning in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E.